0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bill Roden on Sports. That's Bros Pod. Uh... As usual, a lot going on in sports. Uh, we have a nice show today. We got a special guest coming up a little later uh New York high school legend felipe Lopez, someone dear to my heart as uh, I was in high school at that time also and uh and he was definitely a big deal uh, yeah. no question about it um but also all kinds of nBA stuff going on nBA playoffs we're almost uh getting to the second round, which will be very you know be a lot of fun um of course, right next to me, I have our wonderful co-host, Nabate Isles, in the house. All right. How's it going, Jamal? Good? Good, good. All right. Uh, the great Bill Roden may or may not come through. You know, he's a busy man. <laughs> but um, Nabate, what's up, man? NBA playoffs. Uh, I know you've been watching. we all been watching. Yes, indeed. Um, the, the first round has been a little uh, kind of, you know, somewhat of a snooze fest, I would say, as a whole. I don't know. You may disagree. Oh. What do you think?
1: No, not at all. I mean, the whole Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard situation in Portland, uh also to uh Utah, like Utah now making it a, well, a series kind of. It's three to one now, but but just also the dominance of the Houston Rockets. That's that was surprising against Utah, you know. So that's the thing Utah did win game four. Uh also you have too like the surprise starts of the Orlando Magic. And the Brooklyn Nets, but now it's starting to reverse into um, into the Nets uh, and and ma- and the Magic being the underdogs that they are, and also don't forget the whole tension between the Nets and Seventy Sixers. That's that's major news right there, and everything. So no, it hasn't been a snoo- snooze fest. There's been a lot of intense battles and everything uh, in the playoffs, and and uh,
0: the refs are somewhat letting them play when you think about it overall. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of ready for the second round to get started. We got the Bucks and, and uh, Boston already. Uh, both of them swept their respective series. Um, Toronto, as you said, is a game away. They play tonight. Uh, tonight we're, we're recording here on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Um, so Toronto has a chance to end things in their first round against Orlando uh, tonight, and as, as, does, as do the 76ers. Um, so and that would be a second round matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I, I think the I think the Nets, I don't think it'll be easy for seven for the Seventy Sixers tonight. We shall see. I could be proven wrong, but I think uh, I think the Nets will come to play in that Game Five. They've been, they've shown fight all along. It's just you know it's a lot to deal with with that with that talent that the Seventy Sixers have.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that's the thing. The Seventy the Sixers basically have the four best players in the series. Basically, you look at you look at Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and. Uh, Jimmy Butler, two, uh, three top 20 players in the NBA, no question about it. And then you have Tobias Harris, who's between 20 and 25 in the league. And then D'Angelo Russell, he's around, I would say, around between 20 and 25, but I would say Tobias is a little bit above him, you know, overall. Yeah. Uh, so, so you have four of the best players there. Uh, so it's, it's, and the talent, the, the talent's starting to show, but the Nets are, uh, fought, had a lot of hard I mean, Jared Dudley being ejected was a big loss for them. To have that veteran presence on the court, and he was, and also doing a good job defensively, and with the three point shooting, the shooting has been very woeful for the Nets so far um, in the series. So we'll see if they can turn it
0: around, especially Joe Harris. Yeah, no question, they need Joe Harris to pick it up. I think I don't think he's hit a three in the last three games. Um, you're right, Jared Dudley doing all the little things, uh, also playing the antagonist, which sometimes is needed in the series. Um, over in the West, you got. Uh, Golden State and Houston on a crash course. Uh, Golden State looks about ready to close that out against the Clippers. They're up Mm 3-1. And Houston, like like you said, uh, Utah got a game last night. Uh, I I figured they would get that one game because Utah's always a tough place to play. Um, You got high-character guys over there that are not trying to get swept, including the young Donovan Mitchell who played – you know, you know, really came to play last night, shot a you know shot somewhat of a low percentage, but he's he's forced to carry such a high load over there yeah. that he has to take those shots i mean he's a they really don't have a second or legitimate second scoring option, so he has so much on his back he, so i kind of i kind of let him slide on the efficiency scale some other people don't, but i I kind of let him go on that
1: no 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 i I let him slide a little bit, but this goes back to the argument of c j McCollum and Donovan Mitchell that we had on who should be an all-star and everything like that but you have to look at CJ McCollum does have Dame Lillard who's the number one option but McCollum there've been many games that Dame and McCollum have been 1A 1B you know and 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 it just shows McCollum's efficiency he's he's playing arguably like the best player in the NBA in the playoffs so far like along with Embiid and along with
0: um Lillard, along Lillard with, uh, or McCollum Lillard, both we'll, we'll we'll get back to the uh the NBA talk in a few, but, uh, you know, when we come back, we'll be joined by a New York City legend, to say the least, Felipe Lopez. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible has over 180,000 book titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Bill Roden on Sports, Audible is offering a free audio book download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service we highly recommend that you check out the classic 40 Million Dollar Slaves, The Rise, Fall, and Redemption of the Black Athlete by the one and only William C. Roden, an absolute must read. To download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com backslash Bill on Sports. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash Bill on Sports for your free audiobook. Check it out.
1: Welcome back to Bill Roden on Sports here in the Bate Isles with Jamal Murphy. It's our pleasure to have this gentleman who's really um one of the the, the great basketball icons of New York City. Uh he came, he was born in Santiago, Dominican Republic, and he grew up in New York City in, in um, the Bronx. And um, and he went to Rice High School, Story Rice High School, which unfortunately is no longer with us. Um, that high school was closed and he was a McDonald's All-American MVP in 1994, was the universal number one prospect, high school prospect in 1994, went on to St. John's, played four seasons at St. John's. And we're going to talk about that with him on, on him staying for the full four years. And he was drafted first round in the NBA draft in 1998, and he has gone on to become an ambassador for the NBA, working with the NBA community outreach programs and, and working with NBA CARES and being such a, a major, major force from the standpoint of education and and being able to help kids out there around the world. So it's my pleasure, our pleasure, to have the great Felipe Lopez, who will be debuting his film, 30 for 30 film, The Dominican right. Dream, on Tribeca Film Festival yeah. this weekend, and it premieres on ESPN April 30th. Felipe Lopez, pleasure to have you on.
0: No question.
2: Thank you, man. Thank you. Jamal, you, you know you know something you actually miss it really important uh, information when you was giving that whole description. Oh. You know that, right? Oh, that, so, that, was, that was actually me, Nibate. So,
1: you, so blame me. <laughs> the
2: yeah. Yeah. The back, so that was you. So you know, you you missed that. I, I was in a cover of Sports Illustrated. You missed no, that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah of course, 1994. One. Oh my fault. My that's very important.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, don't worry, don't worry. We'll yeah, never, you, we'll never forget oh, that. Don't worry. And
1: we're, and we're gonna talk about yeah. that plenty during the interview. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: you missed that one because that was really important. That was that was the one that really you know put the the the, the pressure on, on on the pot you know that mm-hmm. was the one that you know it really put a, put a lot of uh it put a little bit a little a little bit more sausage a little bit more 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 sauce the- on, on the on my career, and uh, and uh, you know, I'm honored to honestly to be here with you guys today.
0: Oh, pleasure, no question. Just just staying with that the Sports Illustrated cover you mentioned it put some pressure. Did did you once that came out? Did you actually did you feel like extra pressure after that after that magazine came out? No.
2: No, you know what happened? Well, first of all, I, I, I have no clue that I was going to be chosen to be in the, uh, in the cover of Sports Illustrated. Mind you, at the Big East around that time, I, I, I was just the player of the, of the year, uh, USA player of the year, and Gatorade player of the year. And uh, so, you know, we have a handful of great players. Right. Kerry Kettles, Allen Iverson, Ray Allen, myself. Uh, and I think John Wallace from Syracuse. That's right. You know, we mm-hmm. all took photos, and you know they decided to throw in the the the, the freshman, the the one that have having having had no experience in, in the college years here, and mm-hmm. um, you know that really was something that I have no clue how huge of a impact that will become. You mm-hmm. know, I'm talking about that I'm still signing uh, covers or Sports Illustrated to this day. You know, wow. so, you know, someone said that that was the Bible of, uh, of sports. No question. And uh, it truly has become the Bible of sports because, uh, you know, because of that reason, you know, a lot, of, a lot of more folks were able to hear about my stories and who I was and what I was supposed to bring to St. John's.
1: Well, wow. now the film, the thirty for thirty film, um which uh, is called The Dominican Dream, uh directed by Jonathan Hawk. It premieres at Tribeca this weekend. Um the what what day will it be? Will it be the twenty sixth, Friday the twenty sixth of April or the twenty seventh? The
2: twenty seventh. Okay the Twenty seventh Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That will be yeah, that will be the first uh, premiere. It's uh, the twenty seventh, uh two thirty, at the uh Battery Park Theater. Mm-hmm. Yes indeed. Um I, I tell you what man, it's, it's, it has been such a blessing, first of all to have John uh be able to direct this film. Uh I have always uh followed the thirties for thirties and you know, mm-hmm. the last thing I would have thought was that I gonna have a thirty four thirty. Yep. Uh until he kinda convinced me that I had a story. And uh, you know, a lot of folks they they're really happy to hear about, you know, my upcoming, not just, you know, going to Rice High School or Saint John's University and uh and the NBA but also you know, back home, um, I'm I'm currently uh, NBA uh, NBA Kids Ambassador, mm-hmm. but you know I'm also I'm also presiding of of a youth club in the Dominican Republic that house over 300 plus kids. Mm-hmm. You know, with different programs, we have basketball, we have chess club, we have judo, karate, art. Uh, you know, and and this is something that I learned here through uh, the NBA Kids. Mm-hmm. that the more activities you're able to give uh, a lot of these youth, you are giving them an the opportunity to express themselves through different things outside sports. And mm-hmm. I have taken the duty to uh, become that back in my hometown for the past two years. I've seen the the difference that I have, you know, uh, turned so so many lights around. And, and, and that has just been part of, you know, just my, my giving back to the community. My, my my Like I feel like my duty, you know, to yes. just make sure that, Someone else is able to benefit from the from the great things that I've been able to have on my life.
1: Wow! Well, and, and talk about uh, like going back to, to the film with Jonathan Hawk. He he did films. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't these weren't thirty for thirty films, but he did films on Chris Herron as well yeah. as uh, as well as Sebastian Telfair. Now, Chris Herron was a McDonald's All American with you in nineteen ninety four, and then yes. also yes. Sebastian. And to Sebastian Telfair, a major New York City product like yourself, so how how yes. did that sensibility of Jonathan Hawk knowing the time period of you coming out of high school, as well as the greatness of Telfair and you sharing, like how great was it to have someone that that knew the history around you and and the others that that did great things in the city like you did?
2: Well, you know, I, I so. Uh, so I have someone Alice Evans at St John's he, he he was someone that truly helped me a lot through my career at St John's he left St John's and he started working for John Hawk mm. and you know he been he been telling him about my story he been telling him for the minute he got to uh working for John and he been working for John for the past 15 20 years mm. and uh, I think he was very influential to make sure that he he he, he told the story to uh to John they, you know, once once John was able to, uh, you know, get the sense of everything because obviously he understood basketball. It, it was a done deal. It, it was uh, it was a story that he he really have have you know felt even to himself. It's, it's it's really funny because the first time I met John, we met at a restaurant, and then he has this video of like 1960s. Someone in the streets of New York City, downtown, City Hall, uh, and he's explaining to me that throughout this film, he was able to see his grandfather.
3: Mm-hmm. Someone
2: has taken a video, and he was able to, you know, he was able to, to discover that that was his grandfather. So the story of the Dominican Dream, he talks about immigration. Right. Uh-huh. You know, people coming from different countries to this to this wonderful uh, uh, country and, and having an opportunity. Through the hard work, the perseverance, and you know, education, and and everything that goes through being an immigrant and, and and being on top, you know, becoming successful, becoming someone of 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 that can make a difference throughout your point of view or throughout your own actions. So that's what I really you know love about the film, the fact that it it can relate to anyone that just came to this country and that knows and understand the struggle that we as immigrants go
0: through. So talk talk about that a little bit. Talk about your experience, uh, you know, growing up as a kid. You know, as a kid first, growing up in New York City, um, and how you came to to fall in love with basketball. You know, as a Dominican, where, where most kids probably probably mm-hmm. gravitate towards baseball. How did how did how did basketball become your love?
2: Uh, man, we we all play baseball in DR. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter where where you where you from. Is baseball is is kind of it's in the blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, for myself, it just happened that I had two brothers and one sister, and they all play basketball. I'm the tallest one in the family. I'm 6'5", yeah. so my brothers are only six foot.
4: Okay.
2: Uh, and I, I, I more just introduced myself in the game, following my brothers and my sister. Mm-hmm. You know, just wanting to be around them and, you know, just being the rebound boy for them, the water boy, anything that I could do just to be part of the whole, you know, cycle of just, just, just uh, the sports. Uh, and plus the fact that I was growing pretty fast. I, I did try to play baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, it just so happened that I got hit with a baseball a couple of times, so <laughs> oh, I, I wow. felt that the sports was too too physical for me.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I hear you. Yeah, it became too physical for me. After two uh, two uh, hits, With uh, I'm like, no, that's it. I, I'm, not, I'm not made to be hit like this. <laughs> so I, I I decided to go on to play ba- uh, uh, basketball, and, and pretty much the rest is history.
1: Wow, and uh, we're talking with uh, Felipe Lopez um, Former uh, former NBA guard First round pick 1998 Biggie's East played a year in 1998 With the St. John's Red Storm When they returned back to the tournament Under Coach Fran Faschilla And a freshman uh, teammate by the name of Ron Artest Now known as Meta World Peace But Felipe uh, is the subject for a film called The, Do- the Do- Dominican Dream Which is on ESPN's 30 for 30 series Premiering Tribeca this Saturday The 27th and premiering on ESPN April 30th. So, Felipe, now coming up, going to— what made you choose Rice High School to be the place for you to, uh, to really showcase your talents and become the number one prospect in the country? Uh,
2: very, very easy. Very super easy. So, at the time, I'm, I, I, I got to the States on 80, 1989, I have no clue how to speak the language. Mm-hmm. So my brother introduced me to play at Gauchos, which mm-hmm. is, you know, at the time it was one of the finest basketball programs in New York City, aside Riverside right. Hawks. Mm-hmm. In the country. And I'm playing for Gauchos. And uh, uh, the coach from, from Rice High School, Lou Damalo, comes into the gym. He's supposedly from Brazil. Mm-hmm. So he tells my brother that he knows how to speak Spanish. So that was automatic. Oh, you know how to speak Spanish? Oh, yeah. So then, definitely, Felipe's is going to Bryce High School because you'll be <laughs> able to help him through the, through the whole system. Mm-hmm. And mind you, in four years. He never say a, a <laughs> word to me in Spanish.
0: <laughs> not, not one word.
2: <laughs> not one word. The only thing that he knows in Spanish is Brazil.
4: <laughs> I hear you. So
0: he sold me on that one, you know. So you're at Rice. Um, obviously, you did your thing. What you know? What was it like? Uh, Playing, you know, at that time in the city, it's not like it is now. Where everybody goes to prep school. At that, at that time in the city, mm-hmm. all the great players were playing in in, in high school in, in New York City. He had a lot yeah. of, you know, it was serious competition. I was in high school that time, so I know, you know, I knew your story. Um, you were definitely the man at the time. What was it like? Yeah, I mean, what was, the, it, what was that like? That period I, of time.
2: It was great, man. It was it was so it was beautiful basketball, man. I I, I will actually before I went to Vice High School, I would go and watch like uh, Lee Reed, mm. uh, Christ mm. the King. Yes. I would watch, like, uh, Jamal Marshburn, mm. uh, uh, Cardinal right. Hayes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lynch, Raymond Lynch, uh, O'Hallos. Mm-hmm. You know, I would watch a lot of these guys before I actually went to high school, and I'm like the type of basketball they play. Kenny Anderson, mm. uh, Molloy. Yes. Mm. You yes. know, the type of basketball they playing. it's like, man, these look like college, the game. They're not playing a regular gym. They are being played at Fordham you know, Iona, mm-hmm. you know, all these big colleges places. So, you know, it felt like the atmosphere felt like, you know, this is like a college atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for me, I really, I truly enjoyed it because at an early age, I was getting introduced playing with those guys. I I, I got a an opportunity to uh, Dave McCullough, our, our Gauchos, that he put me on the squad even though I wasn't supposed I didn't belong there, but just the fact that I was dunking the basketball Mm. he was like, Man, I gotta have this kid on my team. So, you know, I'm playing with with college guys before I went to Rice High School. Mm -hmm. So that gave me the confidence to be around those guys and to really perform at a higher level because I'm not scared anymore. I'm I'm used to playing with those guys because, you know, just, just practices with them and, and, you know, playing with them. I felt like I belonged there. And, and, and the transition from the eighth grade to the ninth grade, right High school was very easy. I'm already playing with those guys, so I already felt like they my teammates. So I never saw myself, like, any lower than them. I saw myself at the same level.
1: Now talk about how can we get the amateur um Infrastructure of New York City back to way the way it was of those players you name and then you know like how can we do it because it's just not happening mm. right now uh, you don't have enough like yeah. Cole Anthony doesn't really count because he's been in different three different schools you know um, he was at Malloy mm-hmm. for two years but what is your take on how New York City basketball from the amateur ranks could be back?
2: That is a great that is a great question man it really is it's a great question I think. You know, now information get around so quickly, uh, that, you know, kids all they want to they just want to be they want to be known. Mm-hmm. They they want to be appreciated and you know, when yeah, I play at gauchos, I played four years at gauchos. I wasn't mm-hmm. jumping around, I never lost a focus of what I wanted it. You know, and and these days you have so many people like trying to piggyback off these players that you know the focus of these players has not become the same. They mm-hmm. just want to go to the next ride, to the next ride, to the next ride. Right. Uh, not necessarily for the best of their interests. It's almost for the best interest of the people that's guiding them.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and that's, that's, a little, you know, that's a little tough because until the players understand that basketball is basketball no matter where you are, you need to establish your ground. Every time I see a kid jumping from one high school to another, it's like, ah, oh, man, like, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. really, you, you're just destroying, you know, your, your, your core. Mm-hmm. Your core, first of all, it has to be uh, you need to be loyal. You need to be loyal. You need to be humble. You mm-hmm. need to put the work in because everybody's always trying to look for the best thing because they feel like they're not getting it over here. When the reality is your work ethic might not be there.
1: Right, and we have someone that is joining us right now—the great Bill Roden, the great columnist—and uh, I know you know Bill very well, Felipe.
2: Yeah, of course, Bill. How are you, man? Great to great to uh, have you no, on no, the no. show.
3: The great, the great Felipe Lopez. That's uh, yes, indeed, <laughs> yes, indeed. Hey, hey, it's
0: great to it's hey, great hey, to hear from hey, you, hey. Bill. Oh man,
3: Felipe, really so great hearing you, working now. Uh, uh, Pardon me for being late to my own show, but you would appreciate <laughs> this. So, you know, today, Cole Anthony announced that he was going to North Carolina. Uh, and so I'm coming from, I, I know his mother really well, his dad really well, so I just went not stop by. They were having a reception for him. So I just awesome. stopped by just to, you know, congratulate him. And, you know, That's awesome. Blah, 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 That's blah, a blah, great I school. I thought about you, though, because you remember what it was like. You were like, I remember, you were like, you, were, you may have been like, I don't know, the one, number one recruit, but you were like, Definitely. you know what it's like to be in his shoes, right?
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, sometimes even to be number one it's a lot of pressure because you have so yeah. many options. You have all the options that like you, you, you can go anywhere you want to, and everyone really is pulling their way, you know. So now yeah. it's about how comfortable you feel. You know, for me, like choosing to uh, go to St. John's was more to stay home with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my core, and to this day, yeah. I appreciate going to St. John's because no matter what, I, I was able to get to the top to the NBA. But right. what I've maintained the stronger mm-hmm. is my family. You know, my family yeah. has always been there. Uh, when I was down, they were there. You know, when I was up, I see them smile. And and, yeah. and you know, I have I have finished playing basketball. But what I have have is the pleasure to have my family enjoy every single moment with me. Like they were part of my team, like I'm playing with them, you know. So, so
3: you'd have done you know, the I same come, thing.
2: I would have done the same thing, of course. I'm comfortable. I'm a New Yorker to the core. Uh, <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. That's <laughs> a, I'm a New Yorker to the core, you know. So I was not going to go away from it, uh, even with you know not being as successful as St. John's. But what the one thing that I have seen throughout, you know, being in the city is that people appreciate it that I put that work in. People appreciate it that we try. They appreciate that, you know, I stayed true to, you know, what New York blue-collar workers are uh, because it's not easy. You know, it's not easy making it in the city. But, you know, when at least you, 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 you put your best foot forward, people can understand it and they can be like, you know what, you tried it. I know it's hard. You tried it and, you know, we, we 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 sympathize with you.
0: I take a little issue with you with you saying that you weren't successful at St. John's because you know from the very beginning you were a twenty-point scorer. Um, you know, you all, you did your yeah. thing. You did your thing in St. John's, and, and you I, took them to the NCAA yeah, tournament. Them, back took, to the tournament. You know, every Absolutely. every year you put you put up you put up, yeah, up
2: big numbers. But you know, like when you when, when you make a comparison, you 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 know when you talk about the glory days at St. John's, you talk talking about Walter Berry. You talk mm. about mm. you know Chris Smulling, and yeah. you're talking about the Malik era Sealy, that
1: Malik Sealy you know too. we mm.
2: Malik. You know, we talking about the era when St. John's, when, you know at one point St. John was the number fourth winners. Winners' school in the history of college. Right, you know we are lost that. Right. You know we we have one coach been there for over twenty something years. Right. Uh, you know, Conde uh, uh, kind Seca, of and throughout all that time, we have changed. So many coaches have come and by that we have, we have not been consistent anymore. We have not become the same school that we were. And when I say not being successful, yeah, I finished on number three all-time leader and scorer right. at St. John's. That's great for any athlete to finish number top three in their school history. But, you know, we're talking about uh, teen sports where, you know, the joy as a teen is a lot greater than the individual.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm.
2: Let me just mention something. Let me just say something about this film. that, like, You, oh, know, yeah, yeah. That, uh, you know, right now we, we, we kind of, we, we are facing such a, a difficult time because of the issue of immigration. Right. And I think what this film has done is really put the emphasis right back into families and immigration and how much, you know, migrating families can contribute to this great and wonderful American system that you know not everyone that comes to this country is coming to take. There's a lot of a lot of folks that come here and they put the hard work to make sure that this country continues to move forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this 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 film has taken a little bit of, of that issue and put it up in front for people to see it and understand and appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and that's that's the reason why, you know, I feel I feel really good about you know the the job that that John Hack have done, the whole team. You know uh, the editing part and everything have been. You know I have because I really I really was not thinking about doing the film. Wow. But, you know this this is one that I really feel comfortable.
1: Wow. And um, now Felipe wanted to ask yes. you too. Like I know you've you've been asked this question many times. Like Kevin Garnett, the year later, 1995. Yeah. went into the uh, NBA draft out of high school, you know, um, and he was the first mm-hmm. person since Moses Malone um, 20 years earlier. So you, so talk about why you didn't make that decision to do that the year before. Like, I know you've been asked this many times, but, but please break it down because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's powerful what you Man, say.
2: because honestly, at that time, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to learn the language. I'm still trying to learn English. And, you know you're talking to me about making a decision to that no one else have done to jump from high school to the n b a and migrating kid from the Dominican republic uh, that I, I could i couldn't there's no reason there was there was no way that I was comprehending that whole concept you know my family it would come from a very humble family, and you know my mother was a teacher, so our whole idea is to get the education first, and everything else will, 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 will fall into, into its place. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I pretty much have to go with, you know, we, we, what, the, what we decide as family. Yeah. You know, and uh, we, we definitely decided that education was important for meeting, and I appreciate it during the four years because without going to St. John's and getting my degree, I wouldn't be at the position that I am with the NBA right now. You know, so I'm right now uh, a product of of the sacrifices of giving up the greatest thing to feel the joy that I feel right now working as an NBA Cares ambassador because of my education. um, Uh, (laughs) Wow. If you see my stats from the NBA, it doesn't fit into what other ambassadors have done. I mean, I work with Dikembe Mutombo, Mm -hmm. Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm Valenia, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You know, so... And then Felipe Lopez. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but Felipe... You know, so... But Felipe, you're a Hall of Famer from the standpoint of your impact uh, on on children and your impact on people and your impact on the city. Thank you, that's, brother. That's, that's what's the Thank main you. thing. And I uh, want to ask you, NBA career, what happened um, with your NBA career and everything? How come it didn't develop? Because like you had I, that potential. You definitely did. And you had the experience coming yeah, out after four you know, years. I, I, had
2: a, I had a few teams. I started off with the, with the Vancouver Grizzlies. It, they used to be the Vancouver before Memphis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got traded into uh, – Washington, it, it was my first year, so I'm kind of getting an intro into the league. Uh, finally, I started playing with the Timberwolves, Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Great teammate, great mm-hmm. teammate. Chauncey Phillips, yes. great
1: teammate.
2: Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I started creating my buzz around that time. And, uh, coming in my, my, my fifth year, preseason, having one of my best seasons, I'm averaging like about 15 points. It's my, my coming out party. Uh, I, I blew up my ACL. Right. So you know, I, I did it in the preseason game, Boston. Um, I try to I try to recover a little bit too quick, and I, I just blew it up a second time. And after that, it, it was uh, pretty much like uh, it was like man, like, I don't think I'll be able to you know play this game ever again. But God gave me another opportunity. I played seven seven more years overseas, oh, I and that, I man. finished off. I finished in Dominican Republic at the club that I now run as president of, oh, wow. of the of the of the club.
3: Oh, that's great! That's that. Uh, you know, you know, Navate. Sta- I mean, you know, only said the, the career didn't quite work out. But if you really look at it, if you look at the number of people who start playing basketball in high school, right, and then the number of people who actually get a scholarship to play at mm-hmm. Division One. Right. And then the number of people who get a chance to play just one year, right. and not only that, NBA. drop
0: drop twenty basically yeah. every year. At, yeah, in, I mean, you had a and a first round <laughs> pick.
1: <laughs> you had a guaranteed contract.
0: no, you had a great, yeah, no,
3: had a great career. Mm-hmm, and I think sometimes, just like you were saying about St. John, I guess sometimes we tend to not give ourselves a lot of credit. But when you look at what you did, yeah. the number of people who would love to play professional basketball just for a year, right? Just for one year, and not yeah. even average anything more than like two points and yeah. the fact that you yeah. you stayed in the nba as long as you did and then you still were able to play professionally around the country and now the, I mean you had a well, you had a great career i mean were you kareem abdul jabbar how many people I, are kareem abdul jabbar <laughs> well,
2: you know your thing, though, bill like, the thing with me is that you know people can category, uh, you know you can put different category to success right and for me i work with youth inner city kids These are kids that they're not even looking forward to go to college because that's not what is input into their family DNA. You know, so for me, success for my kid is just for them to get an opportunity out of scholarship. Yeah, yes. You know, once you get a scholarship, you already have the key to become anything that you wanted to because you're breaking the cycle. Yeah, yes. And if you don't break that cycle, then you're not giving what you're supposed to I go, I go, I go with the saying that it goes, each one teach one. Yeah.
4: So mm-hmm. somebody
2: told me what I needed to to become successful, and I am successful. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have become a success. Absolutely. You know, so now it's my turn to come back and teach someone else to be successful. That's that's my whole goal. That's why my nonprofit is all about. It's about giving kids that opportunity that they would have never thought of that they could have because yeah. that was me. That's right. I never expected to be living in the United States. I never expected to play high school. I never expected that I was going to be the number one player. I never expected that I was going to be, you know, having, you know, uh, offers for all Division One colleges. Mm. But when they came, I was eager because I was hungry mm. and because someone had told me how to take advantage of those opportunities. Well, you you know. You know, and, and that's, yeah.
3: You know, Felipe, um, uh, I run a sports and recreation program at my church. In fact, Jamal brought his his sons there the other day. But every day, you know, the kids are like ten left. So you'll say, hey, "Okay, how many kids want to play in the NBA?" So of course, everybody will raise their hand. I'd me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And but in the old days, I used to say, "Give them the sisters." Well, you know, only a few will make it. But then I start thinking. I said, "Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait." When I was thirteen, if somebody would have told me, I would have been at the New York Times for thirty four years. What I believed him. So the point is, somebody has got to work at the New York Times. Somebody's got to get drafted, number one. It might as well be you. And the question is, how do you get to be that one in a million? And that's what you're talking about. Teaching the kids, okay, this is how you get to be that one in a million. Right, and you did it. And you did it. Mm -hmm. And you're teaching, and you're teaching, more important, you're teaching younger kids, listen, you can be that one in a million, but this is how you do it. you got to listen you can't take yourself out. You can't do dumb stuff.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And a lot of times, it's just even being different. You know, like a lot of these youth, they, they, they don't want to give themselves the opportunity because they don't, they, don't, they don't want to step out of that box. Yeah, and right. sometimes a lot of these kids, they into a box mm. that do not allow them to be successful. Mm. They, it does not allow them to move forward and become who they really are. You know, because they want to follow a trend. Mm. And in order for any successful person, as we all know it, you have to do something different. You might have to wake up a little bit earlier. You Mm. might have to uh, go to sleep a little bit late. You might have to dedicate a little bit more time upon yourself to make sure you build yourself instead of worrying about what somebody else is saying or doing or anything else like that. That's right. So that it goes on saying that. It's okay for anyone to just be different because that difference is what's gonna mark, you know, your life to to be that that you know that 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 different guy that is gonna make you know everything else better. And invariably, you're you know, right. So that's
0: yeah. Going back to the movie, the Dominican Dream. You mentioned earlier that you know a big part of this movie for you is the immigration piece and uh, and trying mm-hmm. to educate people as far as that goes. Obviously, right now we're in a time where, you know, we got we got the the current president uh, demeaning immigrants and all that kind of stuff. You know, what's your take on on today's time and the importance of this movie?
2: I just think that sometimes it's just a little, little bit insensitive how people can you know narrate a story without you being there or without you being part of, without you even trying to include yourself into, you know, the, the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that, you know, every immigrant that, that crosses the border is a criminal. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that every immigrant that crosses the border is a gang member, mm-hmm. you know? So when you relate that kind of narrative, you know, people that do not have that, you know, that basics, they don't have that understanding, they're going to create, you know, a scenario that, Anyone else that doesn't speak English the right kind of way or sound a little be funny is a criminal. Right. Um, you know, that is here to like take away from the country. And we have to understand that this country has been built on immigration. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at the Statue of Liberty, you, you got to think about all the immigrate, immigration, uh, migrating families that came to the island that right. built one of your cities all so about, that built mm-hmm. this country.
1: Yeah. And, and slavery. You know, so and slaves. is. Go ahead. And, and, and and african and, and Africans being brought to this country you know like for hundreds of years you know build, building yeah, this country so, you know absolutely
2: so so the, you know it, it, it is a very touchy situation and, and this mm-hmm. is why you know this this story is is a story about failing trying mm-hmm. but it's about uh, perseverance yes oh. you know uh, on a country that allows you to persevere and, and, and become you know, uh, 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 successful, you know, in, in a different kind of light. And, you know, for a lot of my Dominican fellas that grew up in Washington High in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, uh, back in the 80s, it, it was a scenario where we, we were associated with, you know, uh, selling drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, if you was not a baseball player, you was a criminal <laughs> you know and and, and we kind of changed we changed the scenario a little bit because we needed this something to change the image, and that's where you know uh, uh, you know Felipe Lopez, you know a, a humble Dominican kid that has no business being here, didn't speak the language, came on board and and turned the city into a city of hope for a lot of our Dominican fellas. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's a blessing, man. Honestly, just a blessing. Again, I was drafted into the NBA, and now I'm talking about, you know, a documentary that I have, done, have having uh, is going to be showcased about my life, and you know, my, my father, my father is a little bit ill. My father's no. in the hospital right now, and mm-hmm. I got the chance to. To show the film to my father oh, yesterday, that's great. and that's great. you know, I I couldn't stop crying mm. because you know I almost felt like the film was made for him, wow. you yes. know, for him to feel honor that great. he sacrificed so much for a family that came to this country, and today he's being talked about in the film. That's wow. great, Steve. Um, so you know, I truly appreciate you know the support that we get getting from so many folks. Uh, you guys, obviously, you know. Uh, knowing part of my career and in supporting my career through, throughout uh, it, it's a tribute to uh, to everyone that has come across my journey, and I truly appreciate it. I'd I, I like
3: to show that film. My church is right there uh, at 155th and Broadway, right on the border of Wash, uh, Washington Heights. Oh, really? Yeah, I it's know a, what church is that. It's the yeah. Church of the Intercession, that big that big Episcopalian yeah, on church. Side, yeah, the yeah. Yep. Right, right. So you should actually... I don't know where where your base is, but you should come by. I'd love to have you show the film.
2: Awesome. No, yeah, definitely. Uh we can definitely uh, uh we can definitely schedule that. Uh uh after the after the interview we definitely uh exchange numbers and you know, and, and this is what we do. That's you
4: awesome. know,
2: uh, it'd be a great honor to come in and show some of these kids. You know, um the history, history of you know someone that is just like them.
4: Yeah. Right, yes. You know, he just it,
3: had a better it, jumper. Yeah,
1: better <laughs> jumper. You gotta, you, you gotta a, have a jumper and a ver- and a vertical. And a vertical. And a vertical. <laughs> you gotta have
3: something. Now. like you said, you you gotta be different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, uh, yes, once right. once again, Felipe's film, The Dominican Dream, which was directed by uh, Jonathan Hawk. Uh, is premiering at Tribeca Film Festival, at two thirty uh, down in Battery Park City, uh, September twenty seventh, uh, Saturday, and then it will yes. premiere on ESPN Tuesday, April thirtieth at nine p.m. Right, Felipe, nine p.m. on yeah, so April thirtieth mm-hmm. for
2: the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, for the twenty seventh is uh, is sold out. For the twenty eighth is almost sold out, mm-hmm. but people can go to Felipe Lopez. 13.com to buy tickets uh, Felipe Lopez 13.com and they can go through my website and purchase some of the tickets that uh, I still
1: left, and the number thirteen, right? Felipe L'Ope is number thirteen, and the number thirteen. Yeah. of course okay, you'll, you'll you'll hook up uh, us, right? <laughs> I nah, always it never, always, it never always stops. <laughs> Put your hand there, boy. Why you yes, begging? Well, well Felipe, <laughs> thanks thanks for your for your energy, your spirit, and everything you've contributed you. to to your country, to to society, to yeah. basketball, to to so the this youth. country. Yep. You know, That's yes, right. in society, U- U.S. society, Dominican Republic, everywhere. Thank you so much, Felipe, for joining us. Appreciate thank your you time. Felipe. Thanks a lot, man. Uh,
2: thank you, Navate, Jamar, Bill. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, uh, get, be heard by, by by your humble listeners. Yeah, so so, thank, yeah. you so yeah,
0: thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thank you. Great stuff from Felipe Lopez, the great Felipe Lopez, the truly great Felipe, Felipe Lopez, New mm-hmm. York City legend. Doing, he did things beyond New York City, as we just talked about. Um, so that was great. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we, don't, we don't have so much time in the studio today. Uh, we have to catch up with Aaron next week. Uh, I know everybody's upset about that. But, um, but uh, what? But we, we can't do the Aaron segment. Oh, we can't? we got to get out of here. Why? You know, Aaron. There's people after us in the studio, man. How many minutes do we have? Do we have, like, seconds?
3: Hey, guys. Hi, Aaron.
0: You're uh, here. Right? <laughs> hey! Why are you making me out to she be a liar? I don't I, understand I, what's going she on. She tried. She tried
3: to back out. Cut it
0: back
4: out. I am so sorry, Jamal. It will not happen again. Oh, okay, okay. All right.
3: So, Aaron, what do you got for? I know we only have like ten seconds. You got anything um, for us? Any anything that we Luke should know? Walton
4: was accused of sexual assault.
3: Whoa. Now Wait. Way to got, end the show. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. I was like trying to think.
4: But that that's good. No, no, but I mean, that's I mean, that's you know.
3: good though. I, but isn't that ironic that Jeannie Buss is defending this guy, and then all of a sudden he gets the job. And now he's accused of sexual assault.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But
1: before, before
0: before he was hired by the Lakers. And the Lakers said they they never knew about it.
3: That's so much jive. (laughs) What do you think about that, Aaron?
4: I mean, I still have to read the whole report. I've just seen the headlines. But I'm like, oh, another one.
0: Yeah, yeah bad definitely a bad headline for sure yeah that's oof. but uh you know we'll see what happens there I just and want to
4: remind listeners people i just have to, I keep hearing people say they're get, getting me tooed it's like if you don't have bad behavior, you have nothing to worry about <laughs> it's agree. not like exactly this just happens. exactly yeah.
1: <laughs> well
3: yeah, I mean yeah well, they yeah they saying me tooed What is what what are they saying they're saying
4: I feel like it's almost like like a snake jumps out of the grass and like bites you, it's like no you, it's when someone like holds If somebody your catalog, says no. Yeah, and you, or, if, you know, you had some sort of, you know, uh, it could be questionable or just downright right. wrong interaction, and someone holds you accountable. Stop right. stop it's, touching
0: people that, that don't want you to touch yeah, them. Yeah,
4: don't kiss them, don't rub on their back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Nothing. <laughs> don't Do nothing don't say
4: until you hear anything. anything. Unless, don't say anything Unless you have, like, you've discussed it and you know what right. it is. Like, that's okay, but it's like, right. when, don't be like, some uh, unnamed uh, anchors who've gotten fired. And, like, I thought it was um, reciprocal. <laughs> right. It, it, it was not. No. And then, you
3: know, there's, there's always this power dynamic. Right. And don't, if you, you know, God, do not confuse that, because a lot of people, if, if you have subordinates and... You know, you have to take all that stuff into consideration. Somebody laughing at your stupid jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody acting yeah. like they're Let, interested in your it, stupid Let's
0: keep comment. it at that, at that. Let them laugh at your jokes and keep it at right, that. that. That's, that's the special treatment you'll get. Right. Be, Don't yeah.
3: become the joke.
0: <laughs> right. Seriously. Right. right. Or more than a joke.
3: Right. Yeah. you right. Know?
0: <laughs> that's right. So that was
3: enlightening. Yeah, (laughs) thanks,
0: thanks for coming in and uh, you know, talking about me too and sexual harassment. Okay, good stuff, and uh, we're out of here. Thank you for listening to Bros Pod as usual. Uh, Go to iTunes and rate us. Give us those five stars. Uh, Leave a comment. Let us know what you want to hear in the future, all that good stuff. That's a good place to leave it. Uh, We will be back next week with another great show. Thanks to Felipe Lopez, another great, great, great guest. Thanks to Navate for for catching up with Felipe. Yes. And uh, we will be back next week. And
4: uh, thanks for, for Bill for coming to his own show. Yes, thank you, Bill.
0: Yes. Wow. Wow. Even though you left the phone in your pocket making noise, but it's all good. Oh, that was really bushly. <laughs> but,
3: hey, hey, I was working. I was I he was, da- I was down at
0: Cole Anthony. <laughs> that's
3: true. I was down. Da- see? That's true. See, now, see, y'all
0: That's true. That's true.
3: I'm working, man.
0: That's true. That's true. He was doing multiple things. That's <laughs> the
3: half the story. See, Aaron, she's going to leave you this cheap shot. She didn't say, Bill, thanks for driving out here and going right Right to co That was extra from, credit. From Bristol? No, from, right. from Bristol? That wasn't in Bristol. <laughs> Actually, that <laughs> well, sounds better. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> more like Clyde's. How about that?
3: Well, yeah, but the point is, I wanted to go there and be there on the scene, so then when I, I could report and say, "Hey, man, since you asked Felipe Lopez, who was a former number one,
0: right. so Surely you, you could out.
3: understand what it's like to be a number one." I mean, no, and you and you, call,
0: and you called it, and, and, you, and you, you spoke yeah. to oh, somebody, no, yeah, it Felipe. Oh no, there was
4: nothing but respect. I yeah. just thought it was funny. No, it was yeah. thought, like, no, <laughs> So were, leave were,
0: a leave a comment
4: on iTunes and let us know
0: if if you like what Bill did right there. If you approve of if you approve of bills and behavior, @twitter and let twitter, us know and yeah, twitter
4: @instagram the
1: instagram as well.
0: Four <laughs> choice of words
3: baby. Well y'all in the studio, I'm out here working. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you.
0: Peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs>